right, folks, here we go. Another week is coming gone. Week 15 is the look back. It is Christmas week. Now, before we begin our discussion for tonight, we do have some sad news in the NFL world. And, and it involves our friends from the western part of the state, Pittsburgh, the Steeler organization. One of the all-time great players for them, Frankel Harris, sadly passed away to sleep on last night. And this was very this is a very sad time because he was so very active. He seemed like he was in good health and everything right. Yes, earlier today I was watching on, on Sports Center on ESPN him giving a tour of the of, of stuff with uh, with a few fans of theirs. Obviously, this weekend was very important because this is the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, one of the most iconic plays in the history of this league. And obviously led the Steelers to, at that time, their first playoff victory from perennial losers to probably the greatest franchise in the history of this league. He was supposed to be there, obviously, and his number 32 was going to be retired in this in the Saturday on Saturday night in the Steelers versus Raiders that we'll obviously cover on Friday when we preview the games. So before we get started, your thoughts on uh, one of the all-time greats, Frankel Harris. Oh, this, um, you said it a, a, a lot there. Um, it's just, just what irony that it, this week that he passes right before they uh, honor the uh, or, uh, replay uh, the the game this Saturday, but he represented the state well, um, being Penn Stater, and sliding over to Pittsburgh. Um, we wish he was on our side of the state and got four rings with us, but uh, we weren't fortunate enough to get him. So we watched him over at uh, Pittsburgh, helping Terry Bradshaw and company win four rings. Even Terry admitted, uh, I think it was also watching Sunday's shows. That hey, it was Franco. Uh, it wasn't about him that uh, delivered those championships. So um, uh, sad to see him go. Um, but at least he got to live a good life. From what you could tell, and got a good life after retirement. So that's something that many people can't, unfortunately, get to uh, experience. So he got to do that. And did we lose our guy? <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I I I turned the light on. Let me let me turn this TV off. <laughs> I mean, yes, we are we are talking on um we are talking at early tonight, and plus we are missing our good friend Matt, who would obviously be a part of this. He had other he has some things to take care of. He is going to join us in our previews on Friday, which Kwame will also be joining us in our previews for the first time this season. So, so like I said, Matt, Matt will still be a part of the program in another segment later on, our, you know, our betting segment. So, but anyway, going to Franco, like I said, I already mentioned a lot of what he did. An ambassador, you know, you know, obviously one of the great, great players to ever play the game. You know, when you think about great running backs, I mean, you don't mention him at the top of the top echelon, but from a cultural standpoint, he was that. And 
you know, he is 15th all time in rushing in this league. He played 95% of his career in Pittsburgh. He was a part of all four of their championships. He's probably the most important offensive player a part of that era because there was so many defensive players and they were mostly known for their defense. So, but it's just a shame that he's passed on the way he passed on, you know, because he was still very active and he was really looking forward to, to this weekend and having his jersey retired because it would be only the third time in the long history of this franchise to retire a jersey. So, I mean, it's a shame. He's a good, he was a great man. And they're going to miss him very much in Pittsburgh, very much because of how much he meant to them and, and everything that organization was. Because like I said, I might be a Ravens fan as well, but I always, I've always had the utmost respect for the Steeler organization. Mm-hmm. They always do it right. First class, the Rooney family, yeah. iconic family. They, they, they're, hey, Steeler, you become a Steeler, you're always a Steeler, they say. And like I said, Franco Harris was one of the, probably one of the five best Steelers ever. Yeah. So, so it's very much a shame. And, our thoughts go out to his family and the organization. But back to our business, like I said, the Eagles are rolling again. It was a hard-fought game. It was it was a trap. And you're, you know, I, I did say in my Facebook discussion, what is the definition of a trap game? And that is you overlook a matchup and you're not focusing on the actual matchup. Yes, it was. It was the Bears. They had nothing to lose. It was very cold out there. It was a struggle. But they found a way. They were ahead of the, of the game, and they were able to pull off another one. A.J. Brown had another monster game quietly, though. He really didn't do much, but it seemed like he didn't do much, but he had 180 yards rushing, yeah. receiving. So the, But then there was a little bit of a, of a, a, disturb, a disturbing moment. J- J- Jalen Hurts, and I kind of kind of worried about him for the last couple of weeks, about potential he could get injured where his last name comes in and play. Well, he did hit injure, get injured, his shoulder. But you wouldn't even realize that he actually had a shoulder injury because he finished the game and you didn't really see much of, of anything different than if he were, really was injured, which he was, but he, he's as tough. He's tougher than you and I will ever come into if we were ever put on pads and play this game. So, Santa Claus? like I said, he does have a uh, a sprained shoulder. I don't think it's too serious that it's going. He would he could play this weekend. He's still listed as questionable, though. Gardner Minshew did practice with the first team today, and he is very very capable of starting if Hertz cannot start Saturday. And what is the most critical game of the season for the Eagles, and the potentially a historic game if they win, because. If they win, they clinch the NFC East, they get home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Why do I say it's historic? It would be their 14th win of the season. They've never won more than 13 games ever in 90 years. And if am I, mis- if I might be wrong and question if anybody will ever think of, it will be the first time ever they've gone undefeated on the road. And as hard as it is to win in the NFL, yeah. especially on the road, to be undefeated, like I said, and, and it's like the perfect scenario. 
against the our, our, the most hated rival of them all, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. But like I said, your thoughts on this game and anything else that comes in your mind there? Yeah. Um, it was uh, a game that was interesting to watch. Um, there was another game where we actually lost the turnover battle. And yet, we still win. Um, three to one uh, is crazy. But I always felt that they were still in control. Uh, even though it, things look a little shaky. Um, and as you'll see on you know, some of these highlights here, um, Justin Fields has some fun running around. <clears throat> and that crazy run he got was almost a touchdown. But the way I looked at it, even when it happened, um, the reason that play even took place was because the Eagles' D was playing so good and so aggressive that they squeezed them out of the pocket. Um, Hassan Reddick had his hands on his shoulders, and he just found a way to duck underneath and wiggle his way out and run. But the Eagles got six sacks, and that could have been an easy number seven. So I am so impressed with the Eagles' pressure, as you see right there, one of the sacks. I am so impressed uh, with the, the coverage downfield, even though we blew one at the end. That messed up my – caused a backdoor cover. So that uh, uh, that messed me up there. But um, uh, but that was a, a – I got to give the Bears credit on that play. Um, you see Justin Fields running around. Slay kind of cheated. That's nah, kind of – he cheated and ran up to try to help the tackle and left dude standing out there wide open. But – uh, Fields is going to be a very interesting and I think a, um, a, like I said, a very good quarterback in time as time comes. As long as they build around him properly and give him a good offensive line, there's going to be something. Just not today. And the Eagles, what I am impressed by is the fact that even on their bad days, they're still pulling off wins except one time. They struggled with the Colts. They got the win. You know, uh, they the first game Detroit was interesting, high scoring affair, but a W for the Eagles. Uh, but the Eagles have mostly been dominating, folks. So I love these wins because there's another team that struggles with these types of games and they lose. We'll talk about them a little later, I'm sure. <laughs> well, my said watching Sunday was. You know, I have a feeling that this game might not go the way. I wasn't really nervous or anything, but I knew this game might not go the way I thought it would go. But just, you know, the elements. It was very cold out there. Barely 20 degrees. It's going to be like it's going to be here this weekend. Barely in the 20s. Wind chills in the single digits. You know, it's a tough environment. You know, playing out there, it's tough to throw the ball. It's hard to deal with. I mean, but then again, this is December, so temp so this is the kind of weather you have to deal with when you play outdoors up north. Yeah. And obviously, with the Eagles, they were prepared. I mean, we're a northerner yeah. team, so we we're used to the cold and and potential weather elements. Except, I'm glad you brought that up. Know that on now, I was just gonna say, I'm glad you brought that up. That's the one criticism I have about the game was more the game plan. Why in the first quarter we didn't get the ball to Miles Sanders? 
We just had to throw, throw, throw. And you see, yeah, you see that Hertz was struggling with the cold, and he even admitted in the press conference, "Hey, <laughs> he couldn't feel his hands at one point, uh, getting of the game." So why are we trying to overcome what's our, our our biggest strength, even though we have we're strong everywhere? Let's run the ball on these folks. They're twenty yeah. seventh or twenty eighth yeah, in mean, the league in uh, rushing defense. Take advantage. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't a good day running the ball normally like it's been for most of this year. I mean, it, to me, I think it was one of the worst rushing games of the year. It was, like you said, it was a struggle. And like I said, we played 17 games. You're not going to play great games all the time, even if you're a great team. Obviously, mm-hmm. this Eagles team is, has had a great has had a great year to this point, only one loss to this point. And, I mean, yeah, it, there was a lot of criticism because – you know, throwing the ball in that kind of weather is challenging. It is challenging. And you have to be skilled and you have to deal with the elements. And sometimes, it, you know, the practices, you don't deal with the elements, you know, especially if, you were, if you're a warmer weather team like Miami or Tampa. Those, that's an element you don't want to really deal with because you're normally the coolest is going to be is 60 degrees. It's not going to be no 20 degrees for the wind chill with a, with a minus – negative wind chill factor. So but like I said, watching back on on that, I mean it wasn't an easy game. But but they got but they got it done. They got it done. They were in control. I mean the late touchdown surprised me, but you know, but at the end of the day they knew what they were doing and you know, gotta give a lot of credit to to the coaching staff because like I said, Chicago had nothing to lose, and that's the team you got to worry about the most. I think on Saturday when we play the Cowboys, I think it's going to be a little different because it's a desperate game, you know. But but teams, but that but it's not like playing. They're not playing nothing, you know, with nothing to lose because Dallas right now they just want they just you know they're at a point now where they have a lot of issues that starting to creep up like all the time, and it, it's going to affect them, but. But like I said, Chicago, like I said, Justin Fields is going to have a hell of a career if they can build an offense around him. If they build the right people, get the right weapons, yeah, Chicago could be a contender in a few years, maybe even next year. You know, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I mean, it's it it was a it was a unique game. You know, they were saying uh, Moose, you know, uh, Moose Moose Johnson did the game, and he said that Fields and and Hertz could have a robbery in the future NFC like Mahomes and. Like Mahomes and uh and Allen is today, mm-hmm. I say hold mm-hmm. on that because you have to be really good. You have to be good. They're good, but like I said, it was a great. It was a it was an interesting game. It was a tough game to watch sometimes, but all that matters. And this is not college. It's not about style points. There's no rankings. You know, you're not gonna lose your ranking or whatever. A win is a win. We got the victory. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. You got it. You uh, got it. Like I said, the sad, the thing is, I, I'm a little, I know that Matt's not on here today because we were going to dedicate this look back because it is Dallas week. And what I was going to tell you and Matt, and, I, and you're here, so I'll tell Matt when he comes back here on Friday. You know, we've seen, this is our biggest rival, obviously. Dallas and Philly has been have been feuding forever, it seems like. Obviously, 
like say Kwame, you grew up in the seventies as a kid, and you grew up mm, mostly, you were six, seven years 80s, old, but, and that was yeah. a crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you were you were you were alive you you were alive when when alive, when the yes. cultural when there was a cultural deal going on where cowboy fans became big in Philadelphia because uh, it was because it was in the seventies when it really grew. And at the time, the Eagles were mediocre, and the Cowboys were one of the top teams in, in the NFL. And unlike mm-hmm. this Cowboys, who, who are overrated, they actually won stuff. They actually got the championship games. They actually won Super Bowls. Yeah, you know, Tom Landry was a no nonsense coach, but for yeah. whatever reason, but for whatever reason, you know, the fan base because of the Eagles' struggles and the Cowboys' strength, whatever. It took away Eagles fans and became Cowboy fans. And you were alive in 1980 when you saw Dick Vermeil and Ron Jaworski and all those guys. They built this Eagles team back from the dead. Yeah. And by 1980, they were in the Super Bowl and they beat the Cowboys when it mattered. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that really set the robbery into into full gear. Though, when Jimmy Jansen and and uh, and obviously, uh, Jerry Jones came along in the at, at in the early '90s and brought brought the, brought the Cowboy mystique back, and they were a dynasty again yeah. for a couple of years. It it kind of hurt Eagles because they were they were a good team. They were coming off the forty six defense and Buddy Ryan, but they still were just a little off from being a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. But then we have the Andy Reid era. That unfortunately, when Jimmy left, that Cowboy mystique kind of left with him slowly methodically and methodically. And then Andy Reid came in with Donovan McNabb and the Eagles were the top team in the NFC, even though we weren't winning championships because we choked in the NFC title games. But at least the Cowboys were now on the same level as us. But ever since 2006, it's been a back and forth deal between these two teams. You know, when it comes to division titles, they both won about ex- almost ex- since 2006 exactly equal share of the division title. Yeah, yeah. But obviously now today, these two teams are once again at the top of their games, fighting for more than just their share on Sun on Saturday. But my question to you is, and I was going to say this to Matt, and I will, like I said on on Friday's preview show, is. What is your favorite Eagles Cowboys moment? Yours. Your favorite. Wow. Um there's I've got a few. I've, I'm have to go I go way back to Aikman's first year. And we hit that boy, not one, not two, not three, not four. 11, 11, almost like I lost, forgot the number. Yeah, I think it was 11 sacks. Just blasted the poor dude. And he must have, I mean, he was just a rookie, you know. He's like, damn, I'm just, I just got here. And we just kept sending the boys. Um, then, of course, it's the Bounty Bowl <laughs> with the taking out the kickers and Dayhots. Um, oh, Buddy Ryan. So, Buddy, Buddy in the late 80s. Really made it fun to go up against the Cowboys because he did not he did not care about them at all. He did not like them. So it's fun to have a coach that hates them as much as you do. It's just unfortunate we couldn't win anything else without him. Besides that, but we would 
get ready for the Cowboys, uh, especially during the ladies, right when the Cowboys are faltering and before Jimmy J got them in line and the Herschel Walker trade. <laughs> yeah. Then they changed everything. <laughs> well, there's a lot of great moments. I mean, there's the the fourth down that, that uh Emma Smith couldn't get. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, there was there was Brian Dawkins' first experience against the Cowboys in his rookie year. I mean, there was um I mean there's there's the pickle juice game. <laughs> there's a you know, T O T O and, and McNabb balling on Monday night when they were yeah. when they were cool. Yeah, but my favorite cowboy moment, shockingly, is in two thousand eight, just before you and I met, uh, before we knew each other. Um, it was um, it was a late season game. It was the final game of the regular season, and yeah. the Eagles were basically blew their playoff chance. They lost a game that they shouldn't have lost the week before against Washington, and they were basically on teeter tot to make the playoffs. They were like at the at the Razor thin to make the playoffs. They needed help. Cowboys, all they needed to win the game. They all they needed to come in here and win. So that Sunday, I'm sitting there, and this is before the red zone too. This was the year before the red zone, so you couldn't couldn't just watch all the games. You just methodically had to think. So two things had to happen before the Eagles played the Cowboys. It was a late game, so late afternoon game. The first thing was. Chicago had to lose to the Houston Texans. They played the Houston Texans. And this was before, you know, you just played the schedule the way it was built. It wasn't like division games at the end of the year like it is today. That happened. Houston beat Chicago. So then Tampa had to beat, had to lose to the Oakland Raiders. And how ironic, because this was the last game time Gruden coached Tampa back. And it was against his old team. The team he would eventually go back to. And somehow, in the fourth quarter, Oakland was struggling. They weren't playing great. They were down 10, entering the fourth quarter. And somehow, they found a way to to beat the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't know how. I don't know why. But it made me so excited that those two <laughs> things happened, especially the Tampa-Oakland game. I turned on the TV. I turned back on the TV. Ready for the Eagles game? And it's like it's all now. It's win and you're in, and the and it's like, oh my god! And it completely blew the Cowboys out. We absolutely blew their ass. We blew the doors off of them because they were they couldn't believe that the Eagles had a chance to make the playoffs. They thought they were di- they were thought they were done. Yes. But I had a feeling the Eagles were going to beat the Cowboys that day because they weren't just going to come and humiliate us on our floor to win the play to make the playoffs. And when and and the fact that the Eagles just destroyed them forty four to six, mm. absolutely the, the hell out of them. <laughs> and I remember yeah, I Tony Romo. They they threw they 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 threw the ball well. They played well enough to to, to make this a, a a battle. But in the third quarter, like they had like four consecutive turnovers. Every time mm. they got into the into our into our territory, they turned the football over. And I think two or three of them resulted in touchdowns by the defense. Mm. And mm. it was bittersweet because it was Brian Dawkins' last game as an Eagle. It was T.O.'s last game as a Cowboy. And it just it just led us into – we just made a, a, a significant run that nearly should have had – no, we should have been in that Super Bowl and we would have beaten the Steelers because mm. that was the year we lost to Arizona. Yeah. And Arizona was like that random – 
they had a randomly good year or randomly it was a wild playoffs and they you yeah. know but that was the same year we beat the Steelers and we beat yeah. and we and beat them in the back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was looking forward to it. Yeah, but, yeah, that's right. Um that was the year, of course, uh Obama was elected. And yes. I was down in DC for the um inauguration. We watched the Steelers, we watched the Eagles, um we watched both games. We watched the Eagles Arizona game down there. And we're like, dang. The next day was the inauguration, but we watched that that day, hoping that they could pull that off. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we should have, but we should have been in that Super Bowl. It would have been, it was almost like what the Phillies did this year. They mm-hmm. came out of nowhere and yeah. made a run. And yep. made a run. But we just came up short of the big, of the big game. And, it was one of my favorite one runs of all time. It was one of my favorite Eagles runs of all time. It just came out of nowhere, but yeah. But yeah. I mean, there's obviously there's many great moments for Eagles and Cowboys, and I'm sure Matt will give his one Friday. But and I, I mean, have a, um, oh, go ahead. It's just it's just it's just nice to know that what we have if we win on Saturday, it's going to be historically great. It's going to be historically great. Yeah, but we'll see what happens on Saturday. I mean, because I think Gardner Minshew can beat Dallas. I mean, yes, if, he can. if some if 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 George, uh, well, Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll can outplay Dak at, in that building, <laughs> Gardner's their quarterback. Yes, those guys, can. those yes. garbage, and, and we have a better team. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I want to do, if you is, got, I have a little tribute to the Cowboys, a little video tribute. Um, you already know about this. You better play right too. So in one one quick minute. <laughs> Can you see it? Got a Not yet. Say here. It's still it's still Number loading. Swaggo, oh. Keyshawn. Can you hear it's it? It's only just begun. I'll yeah, I hear it. Guys, in a few days. My God, Michael Irvin, I got to tell you, it's so hard for me to sit here listening to a guy yelling my name when last year I spent more money on spilt liquor and bars from one side of the world to the next. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, whoa! Wheeling, dealing, <laughs> riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time trying to hold these alligators down. Whoa! I told you what was going to happen to the Cowboys. I told you it's inevitable. This is the beginning of the end, and all I gotta say is I'm looking forward to first take today. Whoa! You're the first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Stephen A. is going to do what he d- does, you know. And we're down to that part of the year where he could see he could see where the Cowboys and the and the end of their relevancy is coming. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just a matter of time there. So it's it's just a it's just a matter of time with them. I mean, this will be yeah. an, it'll be an interesting day on. 
it'll be interesting on Saturday. But like I said, I feel I feel good about this game for some reason. Even though it, it seems like the odds are stacked against us. We've lost five of six in that building. Most of them have by blowouts. Obviously, you know, I am worried about the running game. They have a great running game with Zeke and especially Tony Pollard, who's been balling like crazy. Anytime he touches the ball, something magical happens with them. But Dak has been struggling, and that's the one thing that's, that people are have to look at. You know, he has not been playing well the last several weeks, and, you know, he choked away a win on – he choked away a game on, um, on Sunday. And now about this. Since it's Dougie P, our, our good friend, <laughs> he actually – I told you, I texted you this. The Eagles owe him a gift, and they, and they were right. They bought him a bunch of cheese sticks. Oh, did they? <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> they did. They actually sent cheesesteaks to his, him and his staff. So for for think for winning the cow from winning the game because because <laughs> now we're in we're in, we're in the driver's seat and everything should work out. So you know because yes. if we didn't win that game, if we didn't beat the Bears and the Cowboys beat the Jaguars, it'd be a little be a little more tense. You know, it'd be a little more tense this week, and it wouldn't be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But we're like in a lounging chair this week because right. even if we don't win this game, we still have the division one. They have to win out. They That's have right. to win out. I think they could with their schedule because they have Tennessee and Washington at the end. But knowing the way yeah. Dak is playing and nah, how things are going, yeah, they're 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 there's not it 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 could it could end, it could end with with controversy or 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 you know. Jerry with mm. the money he spent, the Jones boys. So we'll see. But <laughs> I, I said, like I mean, I like this that is look. a, a brief... um. yeah. <laughs> I can't see it because you can see it, but I can't see it as a screen with Stark on my end. But oh, but anyway, I, said... I just got Prescott sitting on his behind, looking sad. <laughs> you know, another thing you don't, you did, you know, I was watching FS1. The show speak with our good friend Joy Taylor. Oh, that's right. That's where she is now. I, I, I like her. Our good friend Shady McCoy. He oh, yeah. went off on Dak the other, and called him an ass, or said his name is ass. He really did. Damn. Damn. You know, you know, you know, Shady's going to love it. You know, he's going to go with his Eagles all the time. You know how he is. So, oh yeah, of course. So. It, it's an it's an obvious deal there. So, like I said, this is an abbreviated show here. Our our bet segment here. We're All going, right. you know, we're going to do our our bet cool. segment. And Maybe. like I said, Matt did, did Matt did want us to be in this situation. He did, you know, he, you know, like I said. So what he did, let me kind of throw one. Hold on. Okay. All right. Like I said, right now, looking at our results, he says that, you know, we – he he did not do well. No. He, he went <laughs> – he, he, he picked the Cowboys and the Bills. Cowboys oh. lost on the last play. Bills won but did not cover. They were a four-point favorite and they only won by three. I'm the only one that won this week. I lost with my Ravens, but I did pick the Bengals to cover the three and a half over Tampa. They won by 11. 
and you sadly went over two because you picked Washington, and that was controversial the way they lost. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of, kind of a deja vu against against them the way we lost our game against them. Yeah, and the Eagles obviously didn't cover at the end with the backdoor touchdown there late in the game yeah. by, by Chicago. Yeah. So altogether, we went one for five, one in uh, one in five. So right now, Matt is eleven and fifteen. He's four games under five hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm at fourteen, eleven, one. So okay. so I'm three games ab- above five hundred plus the tie. You are the opposite of me. You're 11, 14, and 1. So I'm a half a game above Matt. So yes. We got a far away. To, we're way behind you right now. We got to do some work. Well, y'all have your three, win, three wins behind me. So for this week, Matt is once again picking the, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, he wants he's going. He's picking. He's wait, picking, wait. He's picking. He's picking the Cowboys this week? Yes. He's picking the Cowboys. You don't like to win. Minus five because he, <laughs> because he assumes that we might not win this game. Because it's, it's we are – we are this is the first and probably the only time this season we are going to be dogs. This is the only time I think this season we're going to be dogs in the game. So he's picking the Cowboys and getting the five. I can't believe the Cowboys are his other pick, His other pick is the Miami-Green uh, Bay game on Christmas Day. He, Green Bay is a four-point dog, but he's but he's picking the Dolphins to win and cover the four. Dolphins. He loves the Dolphins. Well, he Dolphins went to a game down there. He went to watch them play the Eagles a couple years ago. I do remember that. Right, that's all it takes, huh? Okay. Uh, the Dolphins. So you're, four. so you're, okay. you're, you're two, you're two. Okay, let me. Sadly, I, I, I didn't look, but I'm going to tell you one right now. Philadelphia plus five. <laughs> give me Philly. Give me Gardner Minshew. I am not scared of these boys, even though I don't even care if we lose, but I want to win, <laughs> and I think we will win, and. There's just no way I'm picking that bum team, Dallas. No way. Now, I almost, and I say almost, want to pick the Giants on the road against that fraud team, Minnesota. <laughs> but I'm going to leave the NFC East alone, besides the Eagles, because um, uh, they, they they hurt me uh, last week. So... What I think I'm going to do instead, as I scour, ooh, I don't like that one. I will go with the Cardinals plus seven and a half at home. <laughs> and I know they stick at home, but my gosh, it's the Buccaneers. Oh, the Buccaneers. Oh, the Buccos' favorite. By seven and a half. And I know Cardinals got no quarterback, but do the Buccaneers have a quarterback? No, they're they're they're, they're starting Trace McSorley. Yep, so that's thing. why there's seven and a half uh, half dog. 
but I don't think Chris McSorley's Brock Purdy. He doesn't even have the he doesn't have the he doesn't have the personnel there like 49ers do. So I know. All right, so those are your picks. But Tampa Bay has got okay. My picks this week, and yeah, my picks this week are kind of you know I'm looking around. There's a lot of games I could pick, but I'm going to stick with my picks here. Cincinnati is playing Belichick and the Patriots. They're only a three-point favorite. Now, okay, last week I picked the Bengals, and I was right. Can I do it again? Why not? The Patriots are not a good football team offensively, and and I just don't think after the fraud, the fraudulent way they, they lost against the Raiders, I think the Bengals – Bengals are a team that I see going to the AFC Championship game again. They're going to be there. You know, they're either either the Chiefs or the Bills they're going to take out in the postseason to get to the to the conference title game. So I got the Bengals and three. So I'm taking the Bengals once again this week and three. Mm-hmm. Now the other pick I have, other pick I have, I'm looking here at this at the Saints and the Browns. Now, okay, the Saints, they are what they are. They're an okay team. Well, they're not an okay team. They're not really that good. Browns are really good at home this year. Browns have played well at home. So I'm I'm going to willy take my will will and 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 go with my with my head mm-hmm. there and say that the Browns will cover the three. So okay, got three. I'm sticking okay. with the AFC North. Awesome. But I'm not going with my Ravens. I'm going with Bengals. And Browns, three point favorites in both, and I think they win outright and cover both. So let me put this in. Hold on, I'm going to put this in for 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 Matt. Yep, I'm writing it down too. So Matt has Dallas minus five, and Miami yes. plus four. I mean minus four. I got Philly plus five, Arizona plus seven and a half. So I'm going straight dog. And you like Ohio, the state of Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Minus three. Um, while you're doing that, can we talk about two epic well, one's epic. Well, we are going to get to that here in a moment. We, we, we are going to get to here in a moment. And How unbelievable. And not Bucks. Cardinals. Cardinals. Unbelievable collapses. Um, well, I, I, I on this show tonight, I was going to obviously go on an epic rant of one of those games. <laughs> so you go ahead and talk about those two games. All right. Well, actually, I'm not sure what the second one you're referring to. I'm. Ref- we know what the first one is, um, but the other one I'm thinking about is um, your your Tampa Bay um, giving you that victory after a 17 nothing lead. Then your boy. Tommy Brady decides he's going to fumble, fumble, intercept, 
intercept on the third quarter. And it was just, yo, what are you doing? You had them on the ropes. And they got to score 33 unanswered points because of that. And then you score some last-minute touchdown, which meant nothing. I said, come on, man. And so Tom might just want to look at maybe this year this wasn't worth coming back for. Even though he's still in first place. <laughs> yeah, that's a sad thing. <laughs> in that bum division. One game out. Everybody's behind him in one game. Oh, my gosh. So that was despicable and ugly. And, of course, the big one, 33 nothing at the half, man. 33 nothing at the half. And here's the thing. You, you and I talked about the uh, Frank Wright connection between that and the other big blowout uh, comeback, I should say. But what we did think about was there's a loser connection on the other side. Your boy Matt Ryan. How's he involved in that and the Super Bowl that he blew 20 to 3 lead? Oh, Matt, that's a you problem. <laughs> How are you the quarterback of both of those? That's pathetic. In the Colts game, he only threw one touchdown. That one drive, he looked beautiful. But most of the scores, returns, or runs, he barely was any good. And to allow that to happen is just I, 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 mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. And that's why Minnesota well, is garbage, too. Well, well, the game I was taking is was what the hell was going on with the Patriots at the end? I mean, what the hell was that all about? I was going to say, there's so many things. I mean, you want to talk about garbage coaches in this league, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Because of Belichick ass kissing his ass and and somehow giving a good name, they're two terrible head coaches, and their teams are better off without them. And somehow they're covering the offense. Then instead of going to overtime, they decide let's, let's try to run it out and get a lateral. Laterals oh, never work. Uh, and then the fact that they ended up the way that it ended up, that's on them. It's on Belichick and it's on those those loser coaches that he has. But, that, but obviously yes. the my rent obviously is not that it's not that. It's it's obviously why. Minnesota, I've never been a fan of that of that franchise. We I've taking shots at them hundreds of times over the years. But the fact is, you're down 33 on your home floor to an inferior team. Like how? How is that possible? And then the week, a month before, you lose to the Dallas Cowboys 40-3 to on your home floor. Where was the fight in that game? What was mm-hmm. the fight at that game? Where was yeah. that fight? None. Zero. Like, uh, it's no big deal. The Cowboys. You don't need to give Michael Orban and all these and all these mealy mouth loser front run fans to think that they're a great team. You made them look that great that night. And somehow, you know, for Indianapolis, 
like I said, I don't put the blame on Jeff Saturday. I put the blame on the ownership because Jeff Saturday is not head coach. He's not. He, you know, if if you and I were given the, an opportunity to be a head coach, if they called the owner called us and said we would, we'd be dumb enough to actually take the job, and that's exactly what happened to Jeff. Oh yeah, I I, I respect Saturday very much. I hope he comes back to television next year because I know that was probably the most humbling experience of his entire life. Mm. And it's funny because, like I said, Matt Ryan's career, now he's been benched. He's not going to even play anymore this season. They're they're taking Nick Foles. They're putting Nick Foles in there. So that just tells you about Matt Ryan's legacy. As good a quarterback as he was and consistent he was for so long, he's only going to be known for two reasons. The Super Bowl choke and the regular, and the biggest regular season choke ever. That's his legacy. It. And it's a shame. And it's a shame. It's a shame. Because he doesn't deserve that. But unfortunately, the Colts organization should take Four. full responsibility. Because, okay, Jonathan Taylor got injured. He suffered an ankle injury. I understand. It happens. There was nobody, there was not a damn soul that could run the ball. You have a 33 nothing lead, a 36-7 lead. What the hell are y'all thinking? Y'all can't run the goddamn ball? Nobody can run the ball that deep? It's, 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 it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. Because the Vikings, of course, let the fan base be happy. Let them be excited. Let them enjoy themselves. You know, it's good. Good for them. They did what they had to do. You know, it sucks for us because we could have clinched field the way if the Vikings didn't come back and the Cowboys didn't come back to Houston, the Eagles-Cowboys game this Saturday is meaningless. Actually, mm. meaningless. I mean, think about that. It was meaningless. So, yeah, except to win the division. Just, yeah. just – yeah, be both both this oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, we right. division. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. I think we lost Mr. Rob. Oh wait, he is back. Do you see me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just... All right. Mm-hmm. I'm back. Okay. Like I said, besides Justin Jefferson today, nobody on this Vikings team worth a damn. I'm sorry. (laughs) Not the running back, not that loser, (laughs) not anybody. Besides Justin Jefferson today, nobody on this Vikings team I can care I can give give two shits about. (laughs) I mean, I'm feeling he's he's disappeared. He used to be a good receiver. Now he's just a supporting act. You know? Yeah, I forgot about him. There he is there, but yeah. He was a really good receiver at one point, yeah, but he's yeah. lost that. Yeah. Like I said, this was ridiculous. That was the most ridiculous. That was the most disgraceful game I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was the most disgrace. I mean, you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me, you're going to spot 33 this. points. Look at and, this. And, 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 you know, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's one thing now. Frank Wrightingham did that in '92 when they when the when the Bills did that in the Orioles. That was a playoff game. Now, yeah, yeah, it was kind of weird and kind of strange, and they actually got away with it because one of, one of, one of the guys 
he actually went out of bounds on it or 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 a touchdown catch. But it was clever. But yeah. those were epic. This was epic, but it was epic for the wrong reasons. Because the game plan because Minnesota wasn't strong enough to beat Indy right away. They just let him get up a big lead like that. Then they finally woke up in the second half. But then again, the Colts are pathetic because they didn't have a game plan to stop it. And it's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm sorry. (laughs) Turn this garbage off. (laughs) No, seriously, turn this garbage off. I want only that guy fighting bands. (laughs) Stupid. And all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Be happy when you're one and done in the playoffs in a, in a month. When you when oh, you yeah. go home after one game. Exactly. Yeah, I, hell, exactly. I can see the Giants beat them on. I I can see the Giants beat them on 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 Saturday. I do. I can see the Giants win and they're actually beat them. Yeah, yeah. I I would have picked them. But I mean, we can look at surprises and disappointments, but it it all. It all kind of fixed itself this week. The surprise and different disappointments are pretty obvious. What we what we just talked about. So, like I said, we move on to the game. We will preview on for tomorrow night. Weather's <clears throat> going to be an issue all weekend in, in outdoor games. Now, if you play Saturday, it's going to be really a rough if you're outdoors because of the because of the bitter cold, the frigid air, and all that. Yeah. It makes the ice bowl. It gives you ice bowl thoughts. But tomorrow night, heavy soaking rain will be heading up the East Coast. And the Jets hosting the Jaguars. Two teams, like I said, late in the year, normally it would be a forgettable game. Why do we care? But we should care because both teams are still in the playoff mix. Jacksonville has a legit chance to win the, to win the AFC South. They're playing pretty good ball here. Trevor Lawrence has been doing great Jet things. The Jets are still in the mix, but they have struggled the last several weeks. Losers of the last three. Big matchup here tomorrow tomorrow night. Zach Wilson gets to start again. We'll see. Didn't play too terrible, but still. He's not impressing nobody. But a critical matchup here. Tomorrow night with playoff implications at stake for both teams. So you go ahead with your prediction. Well, like you mentioned, weather's gonna be a major factor. Ridiculous heavy rains up this northeast, um, strong winds. So you gotta have wetness and winds, which clearly affects any throwing, kicking. Uh so the ground game is gonna be key. Hmm. Which of these teams has a better ground game right now? I would say even. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no strong edge on that either. Um, I think the quarterback strongest arm is Trevor Lawrence. He may be able to cut through the wind a little better. So I am actually going to lean on the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up from Florida with the plus one and a half. Give your score. Oh, sorry, score. I also got. Um, I think Jacksonville will pull off a low-scoring affair of seventeen thirteen. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this, the weather's going to be a mess this weekend if you play outdoors. 
obviously here during the Meadowlands, you know, you have to deal with the wind anyway, but now you have to deal with the heavy soaking rain. And it's going to be a mess. And, of course, running the ball is key. Can't really throw in the wind. Can't really throw in the rain very well. So, basically, it comes down to who runs the ball better. Now, Travis Etienne has done a very good job. You know, when he's healthy and right, they run the ball pretty decently. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. And when you look at the Jets, they have a couple of guys that can run the ball as well. So, basically, it's going to be a running game. But right now, Jacksonville has the momentum. They have they have played very well. They're only a game behind Tennessee. They will beat most likely on in the final week of the season, week 18, for the AFC South title. So there's a lot to put to put in perspective. Jacksonville didn't want to look ahead or look behind or even look behind them. So I think Jacksonville's gonna I agree with you. I think they that Jacksonville will go up there and find a way to win final way. So mm-hmm. I got Jacksonville winning as well. Low scoring right. battle. Because Jacksonville, remember, Jets defense is really good. It's a top 10 defense. So, but you're telling me they're going to, you know, Zach Wilson and all of them? I don't think so. So I'm going with I'm going with uh with the Jaguars and Dougie P and the final score, 19 to 16. Okay. So, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I said Kwame will join us on Friday for our picks for the weekend. Matt will be back. It could be live, possibly, though it's going to be a long shot if if we all three of us meet up. Obviously, the weather up here will be tricky. It will be tricky on Friday. So, we'll see what we can come up with. If not, we will do another Zoom with all of us here and Matt will join us. He will be here in the in the state too. So, all comes to situation on, on Friday when we preview Christmas weekend. So, if you don't join us there, have a merry Christmas, enjoy the holidays, and you know, happy happy uh, Hanukkah to our Jewish viewers. Yes, Jewish viewers, there, you know, Hanukkah. Currently, so and happy Kwanzaa like shows after Christmas. Yes, yes. All right, that's all we have for this episode. The look back. Join us on our special day, Friday. Yes, go Eagles. <laughs>